the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about the challenge of committing to one church. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital, coming out of Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, WAVA, 105.1 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, and uh, we're covering all of the DMV, including parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks for tuning in there. And then, of course, on my socials, thank you for those of you who went to at Anderson Speaks. That's my handle, at Anderson Speaks, there for uh, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. I'm waving at you right now. So thank you so much for tuning in, for talking to one another, and for greeting me uh, there online. By the way, you can always go back and see shows. They are recorded and right there on my Facebook page. So uh, go back if you're not able to catch the entire show. Uh, we are talking on this Tough Topic Tuesday about the challenge of committing to just one church. Is it okay to attend multiple churches to meet multiple spiritual needs? And at what point is attending multiple churches counterproductive? I'd love to hear from you on this topic. Many of you are probably uh, committed to one church, even though you might visit. We're not talking about visiting uh, other churches. We're talking about going to multiple churches to meet multiple spiritual needs regularly. And so I'd love to hear from you on that topic. Do you think it's okay to go to different churches? Uh, so you're not really committed to one. Uh, you might go to two or three uh, and and you you know you may go to the youth group or the singles group at this church. You're committed to to going there regularly for that, maybe even volunteering. And then of course you go to this church on Sunday morning, and you go to that church on Sunday afternoon, right? And then maybe you take your kids to youth group uh, at another church, and you kind of get involved serving there on a Wednesday night. So I want to know: is it? Uh, is it a challenge to commit to just one church? Should pastors, I, I don't think they can do this, but should pastors verbalize and restrict their people from uh, being involved in other churches? And I say that uh, not tongue-in-cheek, but I don't know a better way to say it because you don't want to be a controlling pastor. But it, let's say you're the pastor of a church. Would you want your people to uh, 
to be involved in other churches. And again, I have to put it in quotes, your people. They're all God's people. It's all God's church. But is it a uh, an over-expectation to believe that those who have committed to your church are committed to your church, even if they visit others, maybe even support financially other ministries, but assuming that their church is their number one commitment and that's what they call home. Or maybe you've met other people who say, well, home is several churches. I have several home churches. What does that look like? What do you mean by it? I want to hear from you. Here's my phone number. My lines are now open, and this is a call-in talk show. Today is Tough Topic Tuesday, and that's our Tough Topic of the Day. 888-432-7434. That is my number. 888-432-7434. If you're trying to memorize the number, remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we go into today's topic, we pray you give us insights and thoughts along the way. Help us to see uh, this topic from many different perspectives, uh, how it may bless us to attend other churches or how it may uh, be counterproductive. Uh, Show us, Lord, as we uh, place this down on the middle of the table for conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, there are other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to... Uh, andersonspeaks.com that is my website and it's there where you'll be able to connect with me off the air so feel free to do that as well all right y'all ready to have this conversation let me boot the topic up one more time the challenge of committing to just one church that's the topic and the question on the table is it okay to attend multiple churches to meet multiple spiritual needs and at what point is attending multiple churches counter productive. I want to hear from you. Please give me a call at 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's kick the show off in Bethesda, Maryland with Anonymous, who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you today? Anonymous, are you there? Hello. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Dr. Davidson, thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Such a wonderful topic. Thank you for hanging out with me today. So what do you think about the topic? Uh, what you think it's okay to go to multiple churches? Well, it's okay for me to go to other churches mm-hmm. if they have activity involving my church. But as for me, my pastor, when I call him, he's there. Mm-hmm. I have a home. My church is my family. I've been there for a long time, and I, this is where I belong. Uh-huh. Because if I call you, Dr. Davidson, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I say, come here, I need you. Will you be there for me? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, uh, Anonymous. <laughs> you, you, you will be, <laughs> right. You will be there for me if uh-huh. you know me, that I belong to your church. Uh-huh. Yeah, how'd you get like my I number, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right, no, like no I, I, I get your you point. If, yeah, if I call my pastor anytime, he's there for me. See, that's great. That's so beautiful. So that's what it means. That's yeah, beautiful. That, that's what it means having a church. So having, having a home a church, church, having your own pastor is really a blessing to you. You think it's okay to visit other churches, but is it okay to be a member at other churches as well? I, not for me. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Well, good. Hey, listen, thank you so I much. Get, I, 
Mm-hmm. Make your final statement before I, I let you go. Yeah, I can visit uh, the church. Let's say if I have a friend and say, hey, let's go to that church this Sunday. Uh-huh. Yes, of course, I will. Yes. But my church is a home for me. Your home church. I like it. Thank you so much, uh, Anonymous. God bless you. Let's go to Caleb in uh, northwest Washington, D.C. Hi, Caleb. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm great. Thanks for hanging with me. What do you think about this topic? Um, You know, I never really thought about it a, a lot, but I, I was curious as to what, uh, like what the last um, anonymous just said yeah. about, you know, having a home church and being comfortable and that person you can call and their family. And I think that's all pretty awesome. But right. They're like uh, um, particular... Or, are people struggling with 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 like rules as far as like feeling bad for going to other churches? Is that something that's frowned upon in the Christian uh, well, world these days? Well, I think after COVID, people started going to many different churches because you could watch online three or four different churches, and they became emotionally connected sure. to those churches. And then when the doors open, let's say they had their home church, but now they're connected in fellowship with two or three other churches. Is that okay and beyond okay? Is there ever a point where that may actually be counterproductive? Um, you know, I mean, I, I imagine if you bounce around to to get your needs met and you can't. I mean, I, the thing I would go back to, the, you know, Jesus, did, did he, well, his encouragement to us in the early church and Paul and these guys were, is there ever a, a sense of once you find your home church, it's important to stay put? Right. Or do you leave it formally to go somewhere else as opposed to kind of having one, maybe one church, but then you decide, you know, three churches in your town. So I'm just going to circle once a month. I'm going to go to each one. You know, that does probably present somewhat of a problem like, OK, which church do I tithe to first? And and. And where do I serve? And and I think there's a bunch of questions that may come. Sure. Uh, but yeah, in the first right. century, I think they were a part of a home church, right? And and so it was the, it wasn't uh, First Baptist Church and Second Baptist Church. It was the Church of Ephesus, right, or the Church of sure. Columbia, Maryland, or the Church of Waldorf. Uh, it was like that, the Church of Northwest Washington. And so it was one church in that geographical area, and the elders were over that church. Now, it may have met in different homes, but it was over that whole city. That's the way it was back in that day, as opposed to within one city. It's not the Church of Washington, D.C. anymore. It's, it's you know, a thousand churches in Washington, yeah, D.C. Pick, pick your flavor, too. Exactly. I mean, and does that create a, right. a consumer? You want to right. clap? Or... Exactly. So does that right. create a consumer mentality where I'm just going to go to the churches that give me what I want? I want good worship over yeah. here. I want a good word over here, but I want good fellowship over here. And I never really commit uh, to, to any of them. What does that say about me? Because now I have a consumer mentality instead of a contributor's mentality so i think this is something we yeah, have to okay. think about I see where the question's going yeah yeah i see that's, that's a great that's a great question yeah, about. So yeah at what point you become a, just a pure consumer like you shop at walmart target and wherever exactly but, but, well then at what point do you build up because the church is not itself without you building it there you go you got to serve you, know, you, you got to serve have to build for it to be 
Hey, thanks a lot, Caleb. Wow. I'm running to this break. When I get back, I'm going to go to my next caller. We're talking about going to multiple churches. What do y'all think? We'll be right back. walked into your basement and there was that smell you weren't quite sure what it was mold mildew cracks or blistered paint in your walls well listen you need to call best buy waterproofing they'll come by give you a free inspection and they'll let you know is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home they have more than 30 years of experience and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection all you got to do is give them a call 844 980-3707. One more time, here's the number, 844-980-3707, or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call, Best Buy Waterproofing. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Checking you all out online as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. You can go there at Anderson Speaks is my handle. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about the challenge of committing to just one church. That's our tough topic. Is it okay to attend multiple churches to meet multiple spiritual needs? And uh, at what point is attending multiple churches counterproductive? I'd love to hear from you. I'll give you some pros and cons, and I'll talk to you about my thoughts on it. I think you probably already picked some up uh, from my last conversation with Caleb in Northwest Washington. But I want to talk it through with you because maybe you're going to two or three churches. Maybe you can't just settle on one. Maybe you're not sure what's right, what's wrong, or or how to think about it, e- even from a, a church member's standpoint, but also from a pastoral standpoint. 
you know, what is the best way to think about this? Well, that's why I'm here to walk you through it, talk you through it, pray you through it. Let me give you my number so you can call me and have the conversation with me. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That's uh, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go on down to Waldorf, Maryland, talk to Milette, who's on the line. Hello, Milette. It's uh, Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you for calling me. What are you thinking? Thank you. So I, I'm i from the uh, northern part of Ethiopia. Okay. It's called Tigray region. And I recently moved to Waldorf from Silver Spring area. Okay. Now, it's a lot of uh, Ethiopian people around Silver Spring area. Mm-hmm. But now that I... Um, and there are a few churches in Silver Spring area that are Ethiopian churches. Mm-hmm. And so moving to Waldorf, um, you know, it's kind of uh, far from me to, you know, to commute. It's right. about 45 drive. I love the church in um, Silver Spring area. But however, um, sometimes I don't feel like driving okay um, you know for 45 minutes so i just you know um visit church around here or like i would just attend to this one church um that i really like to go to okay um so um, are, are you thinking yeah, about are you thinking about changing your membership over from the church that you were in in silver spring to the church that's closer to you so it's complicated. <laughs> so I really, really love the Ethiopian church that I go to right now. Um, I mean, you know, in Silver Spring area. Um, that's that's what I really love to go to, to that okay. one, to that church. I'm committed to that one. Understood. But I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's okay to visit other other churches. But, however, um, I feel like we need to commit to one church. Right. Are you married? I feel like it's okay. Yes, I am. Is your husband Ethiopian as well? No, he's not. Uh Uh-huh. And so does is he connected to that Ethiopian church in Silver Spring as well? Is it an Ethiopian church in Silver Spring? Yes. So, I yes, there are a few of them. I go to the Grace. Uh, Truth Church. That's what I uh, like to go to. Okay. Um, but it's 45 minutes away. And why did you move? Right. Because we uh, bought a house. Okay. Here. Well, praise uh, the Lord. Congratulations. Thank, so thank the, you. I appreciate that. So this is something you're really going to have to think through. Do, do we go ahead and say, right. you know what, we're going to spend two hours on the road every week, weekend, because people right. do it every day to work. They'll drive an hour to work in an hour back right and then get to the lord's day and all of a sudden man it's so far to drive you don't have traffic that you have monday through friday but you're willing to do all that for a paycheck but then one day a week you're not willing to do that so you know that's that's an issue right but let's just say right isn't that true but let's just say listen i i just can't do it I, i work hard all throughout the week i just can't give five hours to church because an hour there hour back two hours for the service get some lunch it takes your whole day and after a while you're like i just can't do it anymore i think that's the point where you start having the conversation with your pastor 
in Silver Spring to get his wisdom or her wisdom to help you think through this, but you must be in another church and for another season. You have to be. Um, but if you have to straddle the fence for a little while during the transition, it's okay where you say once or twice a week, pastor, we're going to come up here, but also once or twice a week, I mean a month, we're going to come up here and once or twice a month, we're going to go to a church that's close to our home during the season for about six months to really feel, uh, try to figure out what God wants us to do. But I want it to be a transition point for you. I don't want it to be, this is my life. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I understand. Yes. And the other thing is my husband is American. So it's like he doesn't, uh, you know, speak um, Amharic or Tigrinya. So, you know, we go to this one when, you know, they give him a day off. He goes right. to the um, American churches. Right. It's a little complicated. It is. But it is, yeah, but I'm glad you're thinking through it. I think you pray through it. I think you really right. come up with a plan to say, let's make this a transition for the next year, next six months, right. where we talk to our pastor where we are. And so he's not surprised when you don't just show up anymore. Or he's not surprised when you say, we're not going anywhere now. Or right. we're going to this other church. We just never told you about it. You know, communicate to the spiritual leaders, whoever they are at your current church that this is a transition that you're in and pray with us as we think through this because you also don't know what god is doing in that church right, right. and the reason i it's mention that is because we have about 500 people that were coming to our church in columbia maryland from about 30 minutes away in an area called owens mm-hmm. mills Reisterstown, maryland now the people that were driving 30 or more minutes to get to us did not know that in the private place, we had been planning and praying about where we were going to open another campus. And when we saw the numbers of people that were driving from that area, you know, again, it was 20, right. 30 minutes away. But then the people that would that we could reach if we planted a, a, a campus in that area could be 20, 30, 40 minutes out even further than that. And so we opened right. up a campus. So those very people who were driving that far all of a sudden realized, wow, my church came to me. And a lot of times members wow. don't know what churches are planning. And I'm not saying that your church in Silver Springs planning to, to open up a campus near Waldorf, but you right. never know. It would have been, it, it would be such a, a dream come true, you know? <laughs> um, <but> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So you, you never know. You never know. <laughs> but thank it. you yes. so much for calling. I'm a Saganalo. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a <laughs> All right. Take care, Miss Milet. That's from bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. From Waldorf, Maryland, our Ethiopian sister. Well, I want to talk to you. My number is 888-43-BRIDGE. Uh, let's see. Lenaise. Let's see if I said that right. In Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Did I say your name right? Is it Le Nays? No, actually, it's Lenise, just like Denise with an L. Okay, that makes it a lot easier. Hi, Lenise, how are you? I am well, and thank you so much for taking my call. And I just wanted to make mention real quickly uh, the way you address other issues with regards to um, people committing to a, a uh, home, if you will, for fellowship. Um, are, are less likely to do it when they have to drive a distance. But as you mm-hmm. indicated, if it's for a job or, you know, some form of income, you're willing to do it. 
But I think that it's important to root yourself in a home church right? because that pastor will be doing just what that position calls for, is to be careful for your soul. Right. And in addition to that, that will be a place where you would bring your tithes and offerings and look for an opportunity to serve because, right. you know, you don't want to always go in and just always, you Take. know, gleaning what you can get, but also how can I serve God? What is my assignment in this in this ministry right and i think that if you're going to fellowship somewhere else that is fine as long as you first of all advise your pastor and ask for permission and maybe they could recommend some things or or if you you know you go somewhere and you think that their uh doctrine is um consistent with what being is being taught at your church yeah. then go back to your pastor and hey i found another fellowship you know this gives me an opportunity to get fed more often or however you may uh, view it right. and ask if it's okay because I think you need to honor that person who is in care of your soul. Yeah, I like it, Lenise. And then you also have to be mindful of going places that may have a, uh, what does the word say, a form of godliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and be mindful because sometimes it can be confusing if people are, you know, you don't know until you have an opportunity to really spend time under that right. ministry. And yep. find out whether or not that spirit is of God. And I'm a not, jump, you know, I'm a jump in right there, Lenice. You make so many great, great points. I'm running to my break. When I get back, I'm gonna take your calls. Hold on. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. This is WAVA Station Manager Chuck Olmstead. The radio ministries you hear on WAVA rely on your financial support. As you consider your year-end giving, please donate to the WAVA radio ministries that have been an encouragement to you. You'll find a complete list of the radio ministries on WAVA.com. Just click on the donate link and then on the ministry name to easily donate online. Thank you for your financial support and for listening to WAVA. HD radio listeners can hear WAVA-FM on 105.1 FM HD1. And hear us on our mobile app and on radio.com. Celebrating 30 years of WAVA, 105.1 FM, 30 years of radio ministry in the nation's capital. Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll is heard weekday mornings at 630 on life-changing talk radio, WAVA. Great news, Nick. Legacy boxes are still in stock. With Christmas just around the corner, there's still time to buy the best Christmas gift ever, Legacy Box. That's right, Adam. Order today and Legacy Box ships immediately. It'll arrive ready to wrap and place under the tree. Gather the family together this Christmas and collect all your old VHS and camcorder tapes, slides, pictures, and film reels. 
Then you can binge on the good old days. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your memories aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. Legacy Box helps you replay those great moments from the past, from Christmas morning to your wedding day. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. This Christmas is the time to digitize. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for exclusive holiday savings. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for last-minute shopping. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thanks for tuning in. Big shout out to Linda Gentius Kurzak. Uh, she is uh, always online and calling and listening and supporting the show. So it says she, it sounds like Bridgeway might be their best option. That's kind of nice of you. Thank you, uh, Linda, for saying that, talking about people finding other churches. If you're new to uh, the show, if you're just joining us, we call it Tough Topic Tuesday. It's call-in talk. And our topic today is the challenge of committing to one church. That's what today's topic is. If you're just turning on the radio, is it is it okay to attend multiple churches to meet multiple spiritual needs? Uh, at what point is attending multiple churches counterproductive? Uh, Lenise, thank you for your mature perspective. I really like that. She said, you know, uh, let your pastor know if you're going to be going to another church for a season for a couple of reasons. One, the pastor may know the other pastor or may know the church and and could have some really good things to say about it. Or he could be trying to protect you to say, no, uh, you can go look at some other churches, but that one, I think it'd be best for you not to go and maybe be able to tell you some reasons why. Uh, I have one of my pastors, one of my volunteer pastors, start going to another church, but he talked me through it for, um, he talked me through it for a minute. I think I hear some music here. Um, sorry about that. He talked me through his desire to maybe go be a part of another ministry. And so he finally landed on one. I was able to talk to that pastor about him and he was able to make the connection. So it was a nice handoff. Those are the sort of things I think are important to, uh, think about. All right. So consider, consider all of these matters. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Stanley in Waldorf, Maryland. Hello, Stanley. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm fine, Dr. Anderson. First, I'd like to say this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's all rejoice and be glad in it. And I can say that it really is a tough topic Tuesday. It's been the topic Mm -hmm. that I've been dealing with some time now. Um, A member of a church. Uh, church has went through some changes, mm-hmm. and uh, I found myself not being fed in the capacity that I uh, am accustomed to being fed. Mm-hmm. So I found myself visiting another church. Right. And I could say that the, that the menu has been plentiful. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, been fed, been fed with. With uh, with with abundance of overflow, you know, um, and it's 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 hard, you know. I I'm you know I hold uh, uh, I'm an officer at the at the church that I'm a member in. Okay. And it's just uh, it's 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 a hard call, you know. Um, 
So let me get it clear. Let me get it clear. Let me get it clear just so I know. So you're basically saying there was a problem with your last church. You finally changed churches, and you're really happy where you are, and you're serving there. Well, I wouldn't say it was a. I, w- I wouldn't say there was a problem. I'm just just saying that. Well, let me just put it all in a nutshell. It's that I'm, I I feel like I've I've reached a a, a a roadblock. I'm not growing in the capacity that I was growing. I'm not being fed like I was being fed. And and, and how at did the you church know that? that I, I've been visiting. Um, I've been looking at the clock. <laughs> hmm. What do you mean? I mean, it's just like it's just like I'm just not engaged. I'm not. I'm not I there. See. Okay, you know why? You, you know why? Uh, you lose. You yeah. lose attention. You're no longer uh, engaged. Okay, got it. And so you're realizing, okay, I'm not really growing here. So you went and looked, and you found a church where you really are growing. How did you? How did you make the leap? Did you talk to the pastor of the former church? Have, did you do it well? No, well, I'm a still I'm still attending my former church because you know I have uh, I have responsibilities and duties there, and I, I think those those are the things that's keeping me in place. Understood. You know because you know I you know I'm I'm entrusted with things. You know. Right. So, are you thinking about making a transition? I'm thinking about making a transition, but you know I just don't know how to do it because it. I'm entrusted with a few a few things. I I'm understand. over a few ministries, and I just don't know how to. I just don't know how to move. I understand. Now it makes sense to me. Now check this out. On Thursday, my topic is uh, the theology of leaving church, and so I want to uh, give you a preview right now. But uh, I would say, at some point, you want to have the conversation that the ministries that I'm entrusted to need to come to an end. I want to end well, uh, and but, but I want your pa- pastor, I want you to speak into my life here. Uh, I feel like I need to go elsewhere at some point in time. You know, unless something changes right now, I'm just not, I feel like God might be shifting me. And so, but I also know that I have some responsibilities that I, that uh, you've entrusted to me. So tell me how to work through this. Have him be a part of the journey with you. Because he might say, you know what, serve until the summer, and then you can leave in the summer. Serve throughout the end of this year, and then we'll bring somebody else in to do some of your work. But let him be a part of the transition as hard as it's going to be. What's worse if he finds out that or she finds out that you're involved in another church, but you're still in leadership in his church. And so then that becomes difficult for for. Your, your former pastor or current pastor, however you look at it, to figure out, well, look, one of my leaders is not really with me, right? So right. that, doesn't, right. that right. doesn't feel good. Like, I thought we were married, but he's over there dating somebody else, you know? And so I, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's if you're going to respect the man of God of that house, you got to be correct with him and just say, hey, listen, can we get a cup of coffee? Can we have a conversation? Let me tell you what I'm thinking. Let me tell you what's going on, you know, and let him be a part of that transition. It might be the exact thing that helps that church grow. It may be something that helps you grow and you decide, you know what, maybe I will stay here for a minute. But I think now's the time to kind of think through that conversation with him. What do you think about that? I think that's, I think that's the, uh, that's something uh, logical. I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but how long? I mean, you know, just the, just the waiting process. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, what more can I do? 
You know, I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy uh, uh, being in fellowship. Uh, you know, I enjoy uh, uh, studying and reading the Bible. You know, I enjoy, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. But it's just like. Whew. Yeah, I know. It's a t- it's a tough what one. Do I do? Pray on that thing. Take in a, a little yep. bit of what I said. But what you need to pray about specifically is, Lord, how can I have a conversation with my pastor who can shepherd me through this? That's that's what we want to pray about. I've got to run to my break, Stanley. When I get back, y'all, I'm going to take your phone calls, 888-43-BRIDGE. Theartofcommunication.org. That's theartofcommunication.org. You know, communication is the singular skill that will either define or limit your success. Erwin Raphael McManus is a world-renowned communicator, futurist, cultural thought leader, and author whose books have sold more than a million copies worldwide. McManus has spent four decades refining the art of communication, and now he wants to teach it to you in a six-hour condensed course. Develop and strengthen your communication skills with the art of communication. You'll learn about the seven frequencies of communication. Discover your personal frequency of communication and gain the tools you need to craft powerful, effective communication. You want to learn more? Go to theartofcommunication.org. That's theartofcommunication.org with Erwin McManus. listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. vicinity guess what laser landscaping llc wants to make your lawn look beautiful they will mow your lawn they'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn they'll put up plants whatever you need to make your house pop they'll do it for you give them a call 240-516-4967 that's 240-516-4967 ask for the owner for dell and tell them that dr anderson sent you David Anderson, three reasons why you should commit to one church, written by Adam Chong, the Gospel Coalition. Number one, you honor the church. Number two, you ground your discipleship. Number three, you enjoy God's authority. He says, by refusing to commit to a single church, we not only fail to physically express what we spiritually are, which is members of one body, We actively reject God's appointed authority over his people. We spurn the shepherd's gifted 
by God and appoint ourselves as shepherding of our own souls. If you never commit to one church, you really become your own shepherd and you just kind of go to whatever pen you want to go to in order to get what you want to get. Maybe you ought to think about committing to one church. And uh, visiting others is a different thing. Fellowshipping with believers from all over the world is a different thing. But a consumer mentality where I'm just going to take, 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 uh, takes away from what the body of Christ is supposed to be. We need a contributor's mentality where what can I give? What's my assignment? How can I serve? Not just give of money. That's important. Where do I give my tithe? But also where do I give my talent, my treasures, my energy, right? My prayers, my concerns, and the other people in the body who are crying, hurting, they need care, who are need to be corrected or, or need to be encouraged, right? So it's not just about who encourages me, but who am I encouraging? Who disciples me, but who am I discipling, right? And so uh, I, I hope you're hearing my heart on this, but I think it's important conversation because it is tough topic Tuesday, is it not? All right, let me go back to the phone lines. Thomas is on the line, and he is in Waldorf, Maryland. So Waldorf is showing up today, y'all. How you doing, Thomas? <laughs> wow. Uh, glory to God. Um, thanks, Dr. Anderson, for uh, comprehension. Starts with conversation. Here it I is. Appreciate, I appreciate your time, brother. Um, yeah, so I have some experience in this, I believe. Um, so I came into the church 2015 at the age of 25, and um mm-hmm. I uh, started exploring church. Um, so at, at, at one point, I was uh, I was invited with a, from a friend from church to go evangelizing with this big group of people, and they started inviting me, inviting us to to their church. So that's how mm-hmm. it kind of started. But I was okay. going to uh, on a Sunday, I would go to to church all day. I would go to a church here. And I go to another church for like prophetic class and then and then their church service at like twelve noon. Right. And then okay. I go to another church, an evening church. So you all uh, over the place. Yeah, glory to God. And I was <laughs> I was uh, I was told it could get confusing for me, but I, I I saw the difference in in that how you could uh I called it seeking God, you know, see uh mm-hmm. seeking the Lord in his house, you know. And right. But at what point did you come committed to one, or did you still not come committed to one? Yeah, so that evol- it's been evolving, right? So um, right now I'm I've I've found committing I found uh, I found myself committing to a church for the sake of service. Um, like a church I go to right now has a food pantry that I can serve out of, and okay. that's kind of what made that decision. And okay, I was good. Kind of happy about serving the community. I think that's important. I think that's important. And I think um, you got to put your roots somewhere where you say, this is my home church. This is where I'm serving. This is where I'm giving. Yeah. Even if, you know, you may visit other churches because they have different programs. I, I always want to know when people come to my church, are you a part of another church? And if you are, do I know your pastor? Do I know your church? Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're there. Feel free to come through and hang out with me anytime you want. But the last thing I want to do is to pull on somebody and get them all involved in our church. And yet they're somewhere else at another church because I don't want to I don't want to pull people from other churches. I want to encourage those other churches. You know, and when you have a good guy like you, I mean, I want to pull on you and make you a part of my church. What I've decided to do is not do that. I've decided to say, if God wants you here. I want you here, but if God doesn't want you here, I just want to bless you as you're coming through. So Thomas, I'm glad that you're serving at that one church. Why don't you consider making that church your home? If that's the place where you think God's given you an assignment. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Hey, blessings to you, Thomas, from Waldorf, uh, Maryland. Let's go to Jewel. Jewel's in Suitland, Maryland. Hi, Jewel. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Jewel, you're not there. Okay, let's move to uh, Danita, who's in Rockville, Maryland. Hi, Danita. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure. Blessing. What are you thinking today? Uh, well, I've, <laughs> I've been in three churches in mm-hmm. my um, capacity from when I decided to commit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just feel like how many years ago that was. Okay. When I decided to commit, I didn't do too much visiting of other churches. I served under a pastor before I stepped up in leadership uh-huh. who was the mindset you go where you're planted and we prayed and we figured out what our gifts and strengths were. Mm-hmm. This was a really uh, hands on pastor who who really taught biblical teaching. Okay. And are you committed there now? No, no, no. That was the first church committed nine years. Okay. And then I felt the Lord called me to another. So I think why I called in was because I don't flip between churches. That's not, I mean. You're not church hopping. No. Um, when I visit, it's truly a visit. Oh, it was great to see you, but I have a church home. Understood. Good, good, good. Right now, I'm not at a church home, though. Okay, and so now you're kind of shopping is, around? Actually, yes, okay. I am. Okay, all right. And your church is on the visiting list. Well, that's that's good. Uh, church shopping and church ho- church shopping is okay. Church hopping is not. So if you say, that's "Look, it. I don't have a church, but I'm looking," God, where do you want me to be? That's kind of like that's kind of like dating. I'm dating several people online dating. I'm looking. I think that that's good. I think that that's good. But I don't have the experience in that way. I'm not. I don't. Now, before I used to go visit churches, or even before I went to speak at churches or preach. I every assignment I got, I actually took to my pastor because gotcha. they know other pastors and stuff sure, like that. Sure. So I so I didn't get in the habit of dating got many it. churches. Got it. Well, you know, t- take your top three in the area and say, you know, let me go uh, for this month to this church, or let me go to that month. If you come to Bridgeway, come three or four times within about a four to six week period because you get something different every time. If you come one time, you'll be surprised you come a second or a third time. You're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Wow, I didn't expect that. And of course, we'd love to have you attend. And there are other great churches as well. But I choose maybe my top three and say for the next six months, I really want to kind of visit these churches and write down the pros and the cons and continue to pray about it and see how the Lord leads you. Hey, listen, I got to run to this break. When I get back, thank you, Danita from Rockville. Uh, let's see if I can grab a couple more of you before the show ends. We're talking about uh, the, the challenge of committing to just one church. Love to hear from you on the topic, even off the air. Remember, at Andersonspeaks.com, you can write an email. I'll be right back. God is transforming lives through TWR in Africa. I've been helped by TWR in holiness. When I'm working, when I'm doing my business, when I'm staying with my family, 
I'm keeping my awareness. God is using radio to touch the lives of many Africans. Together, let's bring more hope to more people in Africa. How? More radios. More radios means... More joy. More hope. More of God's word. More of Jesus. For just $50 each, you can purchase wind-up radios for the people of Africa. How many can you give? Call now with your gift at 888-988-5656. That's 888-988-5656. Or give online at africaneedsjesus.org. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He went through a mockery of a trial and was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. And when he died, he was laid in a borrowed tomb. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today he is still the centerpiece of the human race. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as powerfully as this one solitary life. Not a sermon, just a thought, and Merry Christmas. For more information, check out our website, notasermon.com. That's notasermon.com. Hey, everybody, it's Charlie Kirk here. In the battle for America's Christian values, we at TPUSA Faith have stood strong in helping generations of Americans to defend their faith. Now we need your support to help us finish the year strong, ready to advance the biblical values in 2023. Would you help us defend faith and freedom right now with a tax-deductible donation? When you do, thanks to a generous $75,000 matching donation, your best gift will be doubled. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Everyone has unique abilities, and with Able Now. Individuals with disabilities are able to save money while maintaining certain benefits, such as Medicaid. AbleNow is a tax advantage savings program specifically designed for people with disabilities. Open an account online today and start saving for the things that are important to you. To learn if you or someone you know is eligible, visit AbleNow.com. AbleNow is administered by Virginia 529. talk with dr david anderson well i'm going right back to the phone lines our topic the challenge of committing to just one church let's see what bernadette's talking about she's in elkridge maryland hello miss bernadette how are you today i'm fine thank you pastor how are you doing oh i'm alive and grateful and so glad to hear your voice what are you thinking about so i used to attend two churches Mm -hmm. and i probably would go back once we are not wearing masks to sing. Mm-hmm. So so I, my, my grounded church is my Catholic church. Okay. But I did not marry a Catholic. I married a Unitarian Universalist. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that particular denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to the Unitarian Universalist congregation in Columbia, 
okay. to sing in that choir. Mm-hmm. That's my primary reason for going. Understood. So um, you, and since, you're serving there, and that's and where your husband is. Two times a month. Yeah. So since the choir sings two times a month, I tend to show up two times a month for mm-hmm. the choir service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, um, I'm just making a comment. I guess I don't really have any conflict as such. Um, but my my grounding is in my Catholic church. Understood. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what your upbringing and your grounding, and yet you're serving in another one. Well, good. At least you're not jumping around to too many different churches, and you are worshiping with your husband. So um, one's kind of a family background, and the other one is kind of like what you're uh, engaged in and contributing to now. So thanks for sharing that story. Okay, Miss Bernadette, blessings to you. All right. Blessings. Okay. Sorry about that. We cut you off a little early there, Ms. Bernadette. Let's go to Ray. He's in Washington, D.C. Hi, Ray. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hey, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking the call, brother. Blessing, sir. What are you thinking? Uh, well, first I want to make a quick comment. I uh, attended uh, a men's breakfast at your church about 12 years ago. There was a brother who I was uh, worshiping at a church in oh, cool. Montgomery County, and then that pastor went into the Army. So we were both looking for churches. I had come out of a divorce. I was definitely, um, you know, really it hit a difficult place in my life and found, you know, found the fullness of the walk with the Lord again. So I was mm-hmm. really looking for some sound doctrine mm-hmm. and a pastor who was about family reunification because mm-hmm. I kind of was hoping that, uh, as Corinthians 7 says, that I could reconcile with my wife or remain single. So I was definitely looking, you know, definitely was at a place where, man, I was hungry for the Lord. He had mm-hmm. really show me his grace. And so I'm planted now um, at a church, a pretty good Calvary Chapel here in the area. Okay. And, but I wanted to say I did I did shop around some churches. I really appreciated your church. I appreciate it. Good, thanks. Um, kind of putting it bluntly, to see an African-American male leading a diverse church. That's unusual, yeah. and that was a blessing to me. Yeah, so yeah. I really and, appreciate what the Lord's doing over there. Well, thanks for saying that. It's such a blessing to be a part of it and to uh, appreciate the fact that you were able to visit us, and hopefully it helped you in your journey where you are currently. So thanks for sharing that today. Okay, Brother Ray? Yeah, no problem. And just one more comment. I just want to share that. I think it's, I heard the brother say he's serving. He's kind of unsure. He's not getting fed. Uh, Pastor, uh, Dr. Anderson, I want to just say a couple things to some men real quick. And okay, you got me, 10 seconds. Is it, you know, as you're in your word, okay, as you're in your word, as you're in praying, and man, there's an opportunity to get fed daily. And as you go off on Sunday, the pastor should be really just confirming a lot of what God's mm. saying to you. And that's one way of knowing you're at the right church. And Thank you for your time. God, God bless you. That's a good final word. Gerald, I'm going to miss you in Upper Marlboro this time, but catch me on open phone in Friday or the rest of the week. I'll be here talking about this church attendance and church leaving and all that. That's what this week's all about. All right. Lord Jesus, thank you for the big C church. All of us are a part of the body of Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that we can even have these kinds of conversations. Give us your wisdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.